I'm Sarah Tasker. I'm Jen Carrington. And this is Letters from a Hopeful Creative. Okay, shall we read today's question? Let's go. Hi, I listened to your episode on financial uncertainty and loved it, just what I needed to hear. Something I've wondered on the back of it is how to manage investing money into the business when it isn't yet generating income. My worry is more currently around spending too much rather than not earning enough. For example, buying stock, working on branding, doing courses, advertising, running events at a loss just to get yourself out there. People often say they were able to lean on their partner's income or just earn the bare minimum needed for a while, as you said in this podcast, but my brain wants it tidier than that. Even if the initial spending is funded by my personal money or my husband's pay, I want to know that it will eventually be paid back. Otherwise, it doesn't seem like a sustainable business to all spend no income and all risk i can see there's moments to take a leap but i wondered how different people approach this get a startup loan or grant or aim to pay themselves back within a certain amount of time or just suck it up and be okay with investing that amount of money into a business and not getting it back interested to hear and this is from hannah this is a really interesting topic actually i'm really glad we got this letter because i think it's a meaty one to dig into I also think it's something we're not talking about. There's a lot of noise around where to invest your money. Mm. Buy this course, do this, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of conversation around this tricky decision behind the scenes of knowing, I think, your comfort level with investing money. I know for me, I had and continue to have in many ways the most bootstrap business model mm-hmm. you'll ever have. I literally remember the other day we were texting because I was like, Sarah, I'm creating a product. And you were like, hire it out, hire it out. And I was like, mm, no, I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> But I've bootstrapped my business from day one. It's very like in, I guess I'm like, I have like a very scrappy nature. Mm -hmm. And so I come at it from that point of view. I feel like, was it the same for you? Was I your first biggest investment? You were my first and for a long time, my only investment. And your best, of course. Of course. Even to the point where like, if software cost five pounds a month, I was like, nope, I'm going to find a free alternative. I'm going to spend three hours Googling it until I do. Because... And I couldn't ask my business to support those things in the early days. That's how I felt safe, I think. And that's how I also felt like it had worth and value. Like I needed to see it was making more than it was taking. But I do think there's a lot of really great lessons you learn from starting a business in that way as well, because you really work out what's important. You really understand the value of what you are investing in. And as my budget has grown and as my ability to invest in things has grown, I've definitely made more mistakes and spent money I didn't need to spend Mm. because I've had the comfort of being able to and not having to give as much thought to each of those decisions. Yeah. And when I look back, I didn't spend any money really on the business apart from like web hosting because I didn't have the means to spend any money on the business. And I think if I had the means, if I had money there that it wasn't scary to touch, Sure, I probably would have maybe invested in a website designer or I can't think that because I'm so many years into it, but all the different things. And I think two things are true here personally from my experience. And I think the first thing is you can't throw money at the problem of learning how to build a business. Money is best spent on the areas where the money helps you achieve it better than you doing it yourself. Yes. The second thing is, and this is the bit that I wonder if it's a bit controversial to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. The very heart of being a business owner is being very comfortable with risk. And I think if we come into it with the mindset of this money has to, I have to earn this money back in such like a clear way, you can't run a business from that perspective because you put a lot of pressure on the business in that way and you lose the whole sight of the point of that a business is risk and it is kind of figuring it out as you go. And anytime you invest money and demand that you get a return on that investment, I think that only pulls you into a unhelpful mindset in your business. But what do you think? No, I think I agree. I do agree. 
it kind of all comes back to feelings of like scarcity and your confidence in the business. And I think that that maybe is kind of what's at the heart of this is, does she feel like it's a valid business if it's not turning over a profit yet? And it's about self-belief then at its heart, which is a, (laughs) that's a tricky thing to find as a business owner is belief in what you're doing when you maybe have no evidence yet to prove that actually it's going to reach a stage where it is profitable and especially if you're borrowing from something like a partner maybe they're they've got questions and their doubts that are kind of crossing over into your headspace as well yeah this is why I think it comes down to everyone's certain level of access to means Mm. is the biggest one here because it's a privilege to be even able to ask ourselves this question it's a privilege to be even able to borrow money if you know what I mean and then the other one is level of comfort of risk but I do think that I would encourage anyone listening to take off the table the question of if I invest this money, will I get this money back? Because it's, sometimes it's a little less tangible than that. For example, say you invest in someone to create you a beautiful website and a beautiful brand. You're not going to then be sitting around being like, well, I need to make this much money to get this back because what that does for your business is so much bigger than one paycheck. What that does for your business is like it it puts your brand out there into the world. The same with hiring a coach or having a course. Yes, you might take a certain course and it and it helps you increase your income, but it's it's not that simple. It's the way it transforms your experience of running your business. It's the way it transforms your mindset, the way it transforms you. And I think looking at it too black and white like that holds you back from really experiencing the full journey of being a business owner. Yeah, you're never going to be able to look at it on a spreadsheet and say, well, I got that sale because I did that course. Like very few people are ever able to map it so precisely. But hopefully if you're making the right choices for your business, you will become more profitable to a point where the expenditure that you've had to invest in your business is cancelled out or is covered. And I, I guess it's understanding the difference between those two things and not asking your investments to necessarily pay for themselves in really obvious and tangible ways yeah it's so much more complicated than that and also everyone has different relationships with debt because like jensen shero for example she encourages people in her book go into debt to make a she got into like 80 grand debt to hire a coach yikes to her that was comfortable and to her that was what propelled her that's my worst freaking nightmare (laughs) everyone's different on their levels of comfort you know some people have partners who can support them some people don't and I think it's this is such a personal subject and I think it ultimately comes down to what is the money that you're just throwing at a problem and asking it to solve because sometimes we can throw money at a problem because we're avoiding doing the real work of figuring Mm -hmm. that out ourselves and sometimes money if we have it available to us can help us propel us to move us forward do you know what I mean? I think yeah. that's a different, like sometimes money can help us do something that we, I look at my husband, for example, he's a podcast editor. Anyone can teach themselves if they have the physical ability to like use a computer, can teach themselves how to edit. But his clients hire him because A, he's an expert. He has a degree in this. He knows what he's doing. And number two, it saves some time because if you're someone who's creating a podcast to support a business, you're much better spent working in the business than you are editing the podcast. So that is money that you spend to outsource a task that you could do yourself, but someone else can do it better than you. And it saves you time so I was told if someone can do a task as well as you like 70% as well as you would do it yourself you should consider outsourcing which that's still I still have to remind myself of that a lot because I had such a bootstrap business I'm always like well I know I can do that actually a lot of the time they can do it more than 70% as well as I can they can do it better than I can with things like graphic design but in the early days I had no option to invest in any of those things so as you grow kind of learning when to outsource is like a whole a whole extra kind of skill you need as a business owner I think and it's a it's a necessary skill that instinct like I know very clearly 
what I would outsource and what I wouldn't. It's very rooted in like the DNA of my business. Yeah. I always think when I say, for example, when a client books to work with me, I feel so honored because it's such a beautiful leap of faith because with coaching, especially, you don't know what you're going to fill those six months with. Yeah. I say six months because that's kind of how, the time I work with a client. You know that you hopefully have chosen someone to work with who you trust, whose message resonates with you, whose coaching style resonates with you. But we have no idea what we're going to fill that time with. It's going to be beautiful if we both show up for each other, which we always do. But it's a leap of faith. Even if you hire a website designer, it's a leap of faith to believe that they're going to get your vision enough to bring it to life. Mm -hmm. Even if you hire stock, it's a leap of faith to believe that it's going to sell. It's making sure that you don't just take leaps of faith from a place of like hoping and wishing. You take leaps of faith from a place of where your hope and your instinct meet. And one thing I've seen quite commonly in business owners, especially I think if you have other money to fall back on whether that's like a partner's salary or whether I've even seen people do this actually take startup loans but then use it in this way spending it on things that don't feel like a leap of faith and a risk so that might be like a really lovely retreat about branding and websites Mm. where actually you don't come away with anything tangible that makes an impact and moves the needle in your business you've just been made to feel like a genuine business owner for a weekend and it's kind of I guess I'm I'm trying not to attach judgment to that, but for me, especially in the early part of my business, I had no capacity to do things that made me feel good. I was only interested in the things that did good for my business Mm. and really knowing how to call yourself on that and be like, do I want this because it will make me feel better? Or do I want this because I know it's going to be something that I can put into action and make use of in my business? And then I think that's great. And then I'm going to flip it around because I think there's also the alternative here of sometimes we can throw money at practical things so maybe you're like well I'm gonna buy this software or I'm gonna have someone design me a beautiful brand but you haven't actually done the work yet to figure out what your business is yes. who you are in your business so that's when going for the thing with the feelings does help yeah and so I think it's knowing what do I actually need in this moment and also like there's no right or wrong answer someone might feel that the very best thing they can invest in, in their business is therapy Yes. Or someone might feel the very best thing they can invest in is nursery hours for their child. Yes, or, or a, a cleaner. cleaner. <laughs> yes. And someone else might feel like the very best thing they can invest in is a website designer because even though they could do it themselves, they want someone else to help them bring that vision to life. Or the very best thing they can invest in is a coach because even though they could walk themselves through it, they just want someone there with them who's invested in them. And I think it's getting really clear on what you're searching for right now that you can't get without spending money to get that. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, and being really really kind of being really honest with yourself about what you need um, and that might be different to what you want yeah and also kind of being okay with the fact that it's messy like I have clients who've said to me like oh I've bought courses in the past and I've never actually used them and that's you gotta show yourself some grace there and the forgiveness because sometimes it's like yeah but you'll come back to it later if you need it but then also I think so I don't think I've told this story on the podcast before so I had once worked with a client and the coach they worked with before me said to them in a sales call if you don't hire me your life will be a shit show wow wow that's a whole different conversation for coaching ethics here but where I'm going with this is there's sometimes a bit of a noise in the industry especially in the coaching and consulting world of if you don't invest in this you're not taking your business seriously Mm. and it's fucking awful it's terrible noise so it's also knowing the difference between an investment that comes from like a joyful productive place and an investment that comes from a place of well I'm not good enough so I have to invest in this yeah. thing well that's it you're going to be marketed at more than ever online there's so much stuff that's promising it's going to change your business 
And some of it might, and a lot of it won't. And it's all about what you need right now, where your goals are at, how good the product is, how well it's suited to you. There's no kind of one size fits all. So that's why I think getting really clear on what your goals are for your business, what the needs are of your business, and investing based on that instead of based based on like what's showing up on your Instagram feed, what your friends are doing, all of that stuff is just kind of contributing to the noise. Yeah, yeah. And that question, that bigger question of like, when to invest and when not to invest, it's so different for everyone. Like if you have more financial means, you have more option to invest in more things. There might be someone listening to this being like, having money to invest, that sounds great. What's that? And I was there. I literally, I had nothing to invest in this business. I mean, my husband paid for my website hosting. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not the breadwinner, so I feel like I've paid him back tenfold. So I feel less guilty about that. Like I literally had nothing. I made like the, sh- it's so funny. The other day he found an old hard drive of mine and it was filled with like the first graphics I ever created for blog posts. And he was like, look how far you've come. They were awful. I used like the speech bubble, like word art thing to like make an, imp- does that make sense? I want to see these. Is it- Alex is like, you should post this on Instagram. It's quite funny. And it's just, but my business was fine. If I could go back, I've done anything differently. If I had the money, I would have invested in branding and website design. I think that is one of the, but here's the caveat. You can only make the most out of website and branding design when you know who you are in your business. Yes. So the first level there, and I'm, I feel really, I don't want to sit here and be like, go and hire a coach because I'm a coach. So it's disingenuous for me to say that. But I think obviously I believe in coaching and the power of it but I think just I see for website and brand and design it's a big investment but then it lasts you for years I would have done that if I could have had someone create me a beautiful brand but all I had to go through the messy first few years of not really knowing what my business is but I think it makes a difference in terms of I'm a big believer in show up with the business you want to be Mm -hmm. not that's not being disingenuous or faking it till you make it no but your brand has to in this very saturated market has to stand out a little bit yeah it has to represent you like we are visual creatures and people especially in kind of the world we're in where people care about Instagram and everything else like your visual identity communicate something about you whether you whether you choose that or not exactly I've seen for so many of my clients investing in your insta retreat class yeah has made a massive difference because if instagram is your playground figuring out your style and how you want to communicate is huge I would say if you're getting in your own way if you can't figure out who you are in your work if you can't figure out how to move forward if you need some accountability if you need a safe place to unpack your ideas or a safe place to go deeper into yourself that's where coaching or kind of coaching style courses or resources can come in really Mm -hmm. handy if you feel like you don't like if you're struggling with like the visual side of things or the production side of things so like if you need equipment to create good videos if you need I remember the first big investment I actually made in my first year of running my business was I bought a MacBook Air yeah and it was huge and we bought it on finance <laughs> and so I made a commitment to paying like 50 pounds a month to paying it off and that I couldn't have run my business without that I had this crappy like 200 pound laptop that was like 10 years old or something so like sometimes it's equipment where the investment is best worth spent for some people it's like going to Blogtacular I remember some of my clients that's like some of the best money they spent because they made friends there and connections so I guess it's figuring out what do I need right now and what will best support me and also what budget do I have available to me as well I don't know about you Jen I have a bit of a rule in my business as well where I don't feel able or I don't enjoy outsourcing things until I've really nailed doing it for myself so that could be like literally how do I get the back end of my website to work it could be how do I make bits of branded material how do I want to edit my podcast but once I've done it myself I'm able to outsource it more comfortably because I know 
what's involved. I know how it can go wrong and I know what standard I want it done to. And quite often that's better than the standard I could do myself. And again, I think that goes back to that bootstrapping thing. Because I've had experience of doing absolutely everything myself, I'm able to then make more informed choices about who I bring into my business to do things for me because I know how it needs to work. And I guess I'm thinking about people listening who are in a similar position to where you and I were right at the beginning and listening to this and thinking investment's not possible for me. I'm at a disadvantage. Can't afford coaching. Can't afford Sarah's class. But there are so many secret hidden advantages to having to really hustle for every single penny in your business. I didn't invest anything in my business that it didn't make for a long, long, long time. So I never put money into my business. I sometimes used the money it was generating and put that back into the business and kind of kept it flowing that way. But actually taking outside finance and putting that into the business, I'm not sure I've ever done that. Actually, now I say it. I mean, I am so debt averse in general. Everyone I think has like a risk capacity that they can hold. Yeah. That is outside of my risk capacity, if that makes sense. Whereas for example, a couple of weeks ago I spent six hundred pounds on a photographer who's gonna come do take some photos of me. Six hundred pounds is quite a lot for like an hour and a half of photo photos. I love this girl's style. I love her. And I'm like, it didn't blink, A, because I have the money now to do that. And two, even though hiring a photographer doesn't have any clear return on investment, but for me, the way I know I'm gonna feel when I've updated my photos and the way I know that I'm gonna feel working with her because I trust her and feel comfortable mm-hmm. with her that's kind of priceless to me. It's kind of the same, I think. I see it for my clients of coaching. You think the benefit of something like coaching or a class or a course or something like that, that's less practical teaching and more like a deep dive. The greatest benefit of that is having space and time to really discover more about yourself and to build your confidence and self-awareness. So some things are less tangible in financial return and investment, but by maybe me having new photos maybe it'll help people connect with me a little bit more maybe it'll help me feel more comfortable showing up with my face online maybe if you've taken a course or worked with a coach who's helped you feel more confident focused clear in yourself that's going to have its returns tenfold in ways you can't even imagine I guess it's investment isn't always so tangible whereas if you hire a podcast editor or a graphic designer or a website designer it's a little more tangible but you still don't know what the air quotes it return on investment is on yeah that. yeah it's really really nuanced and I think the other thing to talk about is you will make mistakes. You will invest in things that are not right for you, that don't deliver, that don't add value to your business. I mean, even just sometimes I'll look through my monthly subscriptions for my business and suddenly realize there's a piece of software I've continued to pay for that I stopped using a few months ago and I've been paying like $40 a month for, which is just hideous. Mm. And that's, I think that's part of the learning curve of being a business owner as well. You can't get it all right all of the time. And accepting that sometimes you're going to pay money out on things and get nothing back. And that's part one of the expenses of having a business. And it all comes down to risk. Even though I'm quite risk averse, like I'm not going to ever spend money on the business and demand that it gives me money back because that puts me into a place of lack immediately. Yeah. And it puts me into a place of believing the lie that my business owes me anything. And my business doesn't, my business is here to be of service to the world or not to the world, but to the little world that I serve. (laughs) And Anything that comes back is a byproduct of that service. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I think it's so, it kind of puts you in a box if you say, well, I bought this course, so I've now got to make that money back. Mm -hmm. That's not how business works. That's not life. It's more nuanced than that. If if you're investing in the right things, the return on investment will be greater than you'll ever know. If you're returning in the right... Absolutely. Absolutely. And more than like, you couldn't even survey your customers. You couldn't be like how much percentage of what you paid for my coaching fee do you think is due to my headshot photos? Like no one could ever quantify that, but it's there. It's there in in the mix. It's part of the formula that comes together to make 
the success of a business. Yeah, and sometimes like like if you hire out tasks, that's saving you time and time is our most precious. Time and energy, my gosh. Yeah. They're like my two biggest, most precious resources in life. I feel like the thing here is investing is like it's a different conversation in the beginning when your business isn't making money than when your business is making money. Yeah. And I know the question today is more at the beginning and what to invest in. And I guess the biggest question is, what would investment help you achieve more in your business right now? What do you not have the capacity or skill to do yourself and also what are you searching for within yourself because maybe you say to yourself I'm really craving community and I'd love to join this you know this membership group or I'd love to join attend this event or this whatever but oh I don't know what the return on investment is but if it's the return on investment is your mental health and your well-being sometimes that's worth it and if in another case you're like you know what I really need to increase my sales right now I want to experiment with Facebook ads to do that go for that there's no right or wrong here I would also add to that though that there are an awful lot of things you can get for free if you look Mm -hmm. hard enough Mm -hmm. there are actually very few things that you can't at least get a bit of for free so if you need community are there other ways you can get that feeling of a membership and and a space there's so many free Facebook groups if you tried those out if money is tight for you if investing is hard for you if you need coaching like can you listen to podcasts can you join like the group run by the coach that you love to kind of taking as much of their free content as you possibly can if you want Instagram help like I always say to people when they message me and ask if they're the right fit for my course I always start with you don't have to spend money Mm -hmm. in order to grow your Instagram although you know you could buy my book which is an affordable 10 pounds right now on Amazon and I, I think that that is a really important point to make as well because obviously we're both in the business of selling things to business owners and we believe in our products and we've seen them work for people but I have also experienced myself building a business without being able to really invest in things until a later stage and I don't think it held me back I think it made me scrappy and it made me creative and it made me very good at finding solutions to problems when money wasn't an option to fix it I think we are both testaments actually to be building a scrappy business yeah I didn't invest in anything I literally had my web hosting because you have to to exist on the internet to have (laughs) that. And you the same. Like, I really believe that having help can sometimes help you get there faster Mm -hmm. and get there feeling less alone. Yes. And I think that is just the privilege, the the, the disadvantages in the world of, of entering this journey at different entry points. Yeah. But if you don't have access to that, do not believe the lie that you cannot do this because me and Sarah did this without anything. Absolutely. And it's just, and the real work is doing the work. The reason me and Sarah got to work, got our businesses off the ground is because we showed up and we connected with a community. We created content. We figured out what our business was and we showed up and we showed up and we showed up. And it might have not looked super pretty in the beginning because I didn't know how to design things on Photoshop, <laughs> but it was the connection was there and I figured it out as I went. And we've always put out the very best content for people that we can. And I, you and I have talked about this before that sometimes people feel like they're doing everything and their business isn't succeeding but then you take a look at their content and you can see that the consistency isn't there or they've not quite figured out who they are yet Mm. or the content that they're putting out is just not quite hitting the mark of their best work that you can see elsewhere and actually those things are all within everyone's capacity to do you don't need to pay anybody for those things to happen you can start working on them wherever you are in your business I actually would say this is a, a lot of times my clients will ask me like oh Jen I've seen this course go on sale do you think I should buy it or this or this or this and I always say when you have a desire 
to invest in something there's two voices if the voice is like oh I feel like this is going to stretch me I feel like this is going to help me feel less alone I'm excited about this that's a hell yes if the feeling is well if I don't buy this I'm going to fail or I'm going to miss out that's the voice not to listen to and it's knowing the difference between the voices because if you do I'm guessing by Hannah asking this question it means she might have the option to invest yeah then it's just figuring out where is your money best spent that's the only question there. And also, do you want to invest because there's something that you're a gap you're looking to fill? Or are you wanting to invest because you've just been told that investing is like what real business owners do? Yeah, there is a real sense of that, isn't there? Like if I'm not buying stuff, do I exist as a business? Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of it's like kind of like a badge of honor as well. Like, well, I invested this in my business and I'm taking it. I really believe that a lot of marketeers terrible marketers have tapped into this lie that you're not taking your business seriously unless you're willing to invest yeah, the big bucks yeah which is bullshit because i didn't have to spend 10 grand on a fucking mastermind to get my business to where it is do you know what i mean yeah one thing i often come back to is in the states i think whoever is in charge of like registering you as a business the equivalent of hmrc i think they have a policy where if your business doesn't turn a profit for two or more years so that's on balance after you've deducted everything you've spent on your business and everything from everything you've made if you've not made a profit they will no longer class you as a business and you have to call it a hobby Mm. and I think that that is a really a really useful metric to measure what what is a business by because no one tells you like what is a business is it if you're spending money is it if you're doing marketing how do you know it's a business? It's a business if you are making more money than you're investing. And if you're investing more for two years than you're making, then yeah, it's probably just a hobby, maybe a vanity project and something needs to change. As long as you're making a profit, then you're probably investing well. And I would say the only caveat to that is sometimes there are certain business models where the profit is off. It's funky for the first few years. Yes. Yeah. Three years is, is maybe not like a, huge a retail time brand or like a product brand. Like, and also you'll, you'll have different ebbs and flows of like Brexit is about to hit this country and many small businesses are going to be wildly, I mean, many big businesses are going to be affected by this. Yeah. Profit margins might look wildly crazy this year for some businesses. None of us know what to expect. So yeah, like take that as a very much of a loose rule of thumb. You know, inside yourself as well, I think. I just think investing in your business can be a wonderful thing if you invest in the right things for you if you take that leap of faith of you're like my gut tells me this is a support I need right now whether it's practical support or emotional support and you go for it I mean when you hired me if I was the first thing that you hired how did you know it was the right thing to do good question because I guess I'm curious I don't have a big leap like that like you do have the biggest first big investment I knew that you had information and knowledge that I didn't have and Mm. didn't know how else to access and for me, I was like, I was very time poor because I was, I think I was back at work by this point. I had a little bit of money that I could invest in you. And I knew it was, that was going to be the best way for me to access that knowledge. I probably, I also probably knew if I spent long enough Googling it and watching YouTube videos, I could have come across the knowledge I needed, but it would have taken me a lot longer. It would have been from a real different mishmash of voices and I would have had to figure it out. Hitting on your website, which is how I found you and reading through your content, I knew that that was, it was a sound investment. It was the best use of my time and money. And can you think of any time where you've made an investment and it was for the wrong reason and like what that felt like? So here's an example. So I spent some money on a recommendation for some admin help, like virtual admin help. And it was at a time in my business where I didn't have the headspace or the time to actually delegate the work I mm. needed to delegate. And it became very, very piecemeal. And I wasn't happy with what was getting done. 
And in the end, I don't even think I ended up using all of the hours that I'd spent and the money literally just went to waste because she has like, most VAs will work with like a time period where you have to use the hours by or else they lapse because they need to coordinate Mm. their own schedules. And it's interesting to think about the different headspace I was in when I kind of made both of those decisions because when I chose to work with you, I was very focused on what does my business need? Like what is the best, most Mm. economical way for me to keep moving forwards? And I think that that makes a really strong business choice. In an ideal world, every business choice would come from like what is the best, most economical way for me to achieve this goal? Mm. Whereas when I made that, choice to hire the assistant it was much more I was in a place where I was less cash poor in my business a little bit more time poor I think and I was sort of trying to throw some cash at it and hope that that fixed the situation yeah 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 and I think that is such a good like guidepost within us all like am I just trying to throw money at the problem Mm -hmm. or am I intentionally investing in this because I actually need or want this because I think sometimes that need one holds people back like Maybe someone says, well, I don't need website branding, but I'd actually feel amazing if my website represented who I feel on the inside. Or, oh, I don't need a copywriter, but it'd actually feel really good for someone to help me get my message out. Or, I don't need a coach, but it really helped me to have someone that holds space for me to figure this out. So I wouldn't use the need as like a way to withhold what you actually truly desire. But it's knowing the difference between business instinct and fear or FOMO. Yeah, I guess for me, need is less about like, oh, I need a copywriter. It would be more like, my business needs the best copy for this that it can possibly have. And therefore I need a copywriter. So it's not, yeah. So it's not about, oh, I want a copywriter because I I think they'll do it better. It's literally like for this to succeed, this venture to succeed, these are the things it really needs. And then looking impartially at how you make that happen. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And I think just ultimately it's being okay with risk because every time you invest in, I think this is like (laughs) I just think sometimes, what if you invested in someone and then they died? (laughs) This is crazy, I know. I I literally have a plan with Alex. I'm like, if I ever die... I think about this with the institute. You email my clients and this is what happens. And I'm like, like this photographer I've hired, what if something happens to her? That's money. Every time you spend money, I think of this all the time if I buy like something from my home. Anytime you spend money, you are risking whatever that happens to that money. Mm. And so it's kind of, and I think as a business owner, you are always having to be okay with some level of risk and always having to be okay with kind of knowing deep down what is the right step for you. And I think that's building a relationship with yourself as a business owner. Do you know what I mean? Like kind of knowing how to tap into your inner, like you know how to differentiate between what the business needs and what it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And some people I think have that instinct early on. Sometimes it's something you have to acquire. Again, there's no shortcuts for any of this mm-hmm. stuff. And accepting that you're going to make screw-ups. I think we are so intolerant of financial screw-ups in life in general. We feel so much guilt about, like, how how many people listening have bought something and meant to return it and missed the refund period and can't even look at that product that they I have a dress sitting in my office right now that I ordered and I went, oh, I'll take it back because it didn't fit. It's still sitting there now. So not only is it going to remind me that I don't fit into it, which is not a problem. I know that's fine. (laughs) But it's also just sitting there like that's 50 quid down the drain. What a moron. Feels horrible. Feels disgusting. And I think we have that same attitude for our business of like, I invested in this course. I didn't finish it. I'm disgusting. And actually, no, that is a lesson learned. That is a resource that maybe wasn't right for you right then when that you might come back to. Or maybe it was a really bad course and you made the wise decision to stop spending your time on it. Mm-hmm. That is part of being a business owner. And 
I think because no one has these conversations about the good investments and the bad investments in their business, it's very easy to imagine that everyone else is just making brilliant decisions day in, day out, and you're the only one screwing up. But yeah, and and also like, I don't know anyone in my life who hasn't been in debt at some point or another, or hasn't made a really risky choice and it's fallen flat. That's also fine. Like we're not, we don't exist on this planet to be like perfect financial beings. I guess it's for Hannah, this question, I guess you know what your boundaries are on how much money you can and cannot invest into your business. So that question of, oh, I'm afraid of spending too much. You can't really spend too much if you know what your limit is. Yeah, if you know what your financial mm. means are. Yeah, something you might find helpful is maybe giving yourself whatever parameters best serve you. So maybe you say, well, here's the things that I think will move my business forward and here's the order of priority. Here's what money I have available to me right now. You can then get to use that to make a decision. My biggest advice would be, the trap I see some people falling into, is maybe the thing they really need is to, they can't afford it right now, so they go for the cheaper version. Oh, God, yeah. So you really want a great website designer, but you can't afford them, so you go for someone who's maybe not as much your style or maybe doesn't have such a great process, mm-hmm. and you spend half the amount. And I had I looked at a client in the past, and she spent money on three different website designers because she just wouldn't let herself invest in the ones she really wanted to. I've done that with clothes. Yeah. So many times I've bought the cheap copy and ended up buying so many cheap copies. To just and and, it, and I guess it's cheapest is not always the best. Yeah. And don't so if you want sometimes it's better to then be like, well, I can't afford that right now, but what can I afford to actually support my business? Don't fall into the trap of just wanting to throw money at anything that's available to you. I've, I've really seen clients fall into that trap sometimes. I've really because then the money adds up and you end up spending more on it anyway. Yeah, totally. And maybe a good strategy can sometimes be to to sit yourself down at the start of the financial year or wherever you are in the business and set yourself up a investment budget. So this is my training budget. This is my marketing budget. This is my like stock budget, um, graphic design budget, et cetera. So that you've kind of allotted bits of money for each thing and you've got an idea of your comfort zone because it can be very easy to end up keeping on pursuing one area of your business to the neglect of the others so for some people that's really helpful I've never actually done it but I know some people really feel secure Mm. having that kind of plan of action and knowing where they're spreading their investment across the business yeah I also find it depends how you're wired like I have some clients who they've booked because I have such a big booked up period maybe they've booked and we don't get started for three months Mm. and by the time we jump on our first call they're like I have done so much since I booked with you because I invested this money and it gave me a kick up the ass and for some people money is like an accountability to themselves it's because mm-hmm. you've invested in something that can actually help you so I, I also say this to be like it depends how you're wired for some people making an investment will just put them in a place of sheer panic mm-hmm. for some people it's a kick up the ass and guilt and it's just kind of knowing it's leaning into what you need to thrive yes. and not listening to everyone else saying well this is what I did and this is how I got to where I am well good for you but that's not my life yes I always say this if ever I've given away free places on the course so like you know someone's won one in a giveaway or I'll quite often give free spots to charities but when you look those are the people who never complete the course because when you've not got the incentive of the guilt of having spent some money or the kick up the ass that it gives you or whatever it is for you actually sometimes I really believe that money is energy and if you and I don't mean that in the woo-woo sense but if you pour your Mm. hard-earned money into committing to doing something like I'm going to be focusing on my Instagram and I mean this so much that I'm paying this money that is so precious to me then you're putting all of your energy in that direction you're going to do the work completely and I also think I know we've both really had similar starting points of having like a very bootstrap business and for anyone listening who 
it's at a starting point and doesn't have to bootstrap. I don't want this to come across like, well, oh, I feel like I'm bad because I don't have to bootstrap. No, if you've got the means to get give yourself a head start, good for you. Like, take advantage of that. Enjoy it. Life isn't meant to be miserable. (laughs) But if you're also bootstrapping, know that you're not alone and know that you can do this. And sometimes, like, life isn't fair. Life isn't equal. Like, we're not all starting off from the same starting line. It doesn't mean you shouldn't get in the arena, though. Whatever you have available to you, get the hell in the arena and go for it because who knows what's possible for you and I think it's just you know this overarching question this episode should I invest in my business when it isn't making any money yet the answer is totally up to you like everyone's got a different boundary here and it all depends on some investments stretch us and some investments break us yeah do you know what I mean and it's knowing what stretches you what enables you to thrive and what is just gonna put you in a place of panic and not allow you to make actual smart intentional decisions in your business I would say invest your time invest your energy and when you nailing both of those it's time to think about investing your money yeah and I would say this might sound a little woo-woo but whenever I put money into anything in my life the thing but especially in business I let it go I don't want to hold tightly onto it because I can't breathe if I do that you know like if I I remember a few months ago I bought myself a really nice bag and I was like oh my god what if I scratch it like I've just literally Mm. like it's money down the drain and I was like I'm not going to keep this bag and it's dust back in the wardrobe. I'm going to take it out and it's got some scratches on it, but that's okay. I'm not going to hold tightly onto it. And I think it's the same of like, say if you buy a course and then you go through it, don't spend the rest of your life asking, well, have I got my return on investment? Because anything you invest in, it's also what you make of it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Whoever is offering a service or a product or an experience for you, they can only give you 50% and you should demand 100% of their 50% from them. Yes. And only invest in people who you know are going to give you 100% because you are worthy of that. But the other 50%, you're also worthy of showing up for that too. Absolutely. And it's knowing when you're doing that and when you're not and being able to call yourself on it if you're not and also from like a practical perspective I've had it many times where a client said Jen I'm really struggling with my mental health can we take a few months off or Jen this thing's happening in my life or even had people buy courses and then be like please can I join the next class instead yeah, yeah. if you've made an investment when I say don't hold so tightly onto it if there's a way you can advocate for yourself within that investment go for it you know like you don't have to suffer because maybe something needs to adapt and change I'm sure you've had it before when people need to go to a different class absolutely and it's something I've really worked in to the structure of my class because I know a lot of people who do like kind of signature courses have policies of like you do it within this time period or you're out but I've really woven it into the fabric of mine of if it's not the right time for you come back later because I know for myself I've needed that there are times when you sign up for something and think you can show up and life throws you a curveball and so yeah definitely be compassionate with yourself and seek out people who are allowing you to be compassionate with yourself and trust your instincts like you know when you find something and you're like yeah, I want to invest in this. Like I knew with the frogger, for example, she, I just knew I wanted to hire her. It's just, I couldn't even put it into it. It's just a feeling. Yeah. I'm sure you've had it before when you've hired people. Totally. And even, do you know, this last year, how many years have I been in business? Like five, four, four, four yeah. years. I've just bought my first camera. So what I mean by that is obviously I've had cameras before, but even up until the point of like sending every image over for publishing on my book, they were all cameras that had been given to me through my business, like gifted, sponsored work, cameras direct from manufacturers I hadn't chosen a single one of them and so this year I went out and I bought my first camera that I wanted and I chose it based on what felt right what felt exciting what felt like what I needed yeah investments should feel expansive I think that Mm. difference between do you feel like you're kind of crawling into a tight space a cardboard Mm. box and it feels uncomfortable and you have to not think about it or do you feel like you're filling the room right now with making that choice and sometimes after you've spent the money 
the guilt lands on you and it can feel uncomfortable. But in that moment of checking out, does it feel exciting or does it feel wrong? Yeah. So one final example for me is um, we moved into a new house last summer and we'd been living in a studio apartment for three years before that. And so I'd only run my business from my bedroom at my parents' house or this tiny studio apartment. It was like a shoebox, a beautiful shoebox. It was this tiny apartment. We lived. Our old apartment was literally four old cells turned into an apartment because <laughs> it was an old town hall. I had this dream that whenever we moved into a house where I'd have my own office, I'd have an iMac. I have a MacBook Air, but I just wanted a desktop computer that I can turn off at the end of the day. I didn't need it. It's like, they're not very cheap, but we got the keys and I went and bought myself an iMac and I cannot tell you on paper it sounds ridiculous to buy a computer you don't actually need it has changed my working routine just to have this thing there it's the way it made me feel also it's so cool to go and buy something like that in cash and just be like yeah I've got this yeah and also I love how the sales assistant was looking to my husband as if it was his thing and I was like no I'm buying this but it has changed my how I experience my business and it's more of a feeling than it is a practicality even though it obviously has practical uses I get I'm only sharing this to say sometimes investments are more emotional or less tangible sometimes it's very tangible but it's just listen to yourself it's okay to if something feels indulgent but it's what you need I think that's therapy for a lot of people yeah they feel like it's too indulgent but it's sometimes it's what you need and that's fine I think it's just Money is so emotional and so messy and so complicated and it's so personal and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to make decisions that you regret and you're also going to make investments that blow your mind beyond your wildest dreams. Yes. And, and you're going to miss investments that you should have made and look back and be like, why didn't I spend that yeah. money? And it's just you trust your gut because no one knows what you need better than you do. And if you listen to yourself, you can't go wrong because even if it doesn't turn out how you wanted it to, at least you made it from a place of intention not for a place of fear or scarcity. Absolutely. And I would love, I would actually love, love, love to hear everyone who's listening, what's the best investment you've made? And the worst. The worst, what have you learned about investing? How do you feel about, what's your kind of risk parameters? I think it would be so interesting to hear everyone's thoughts and feelings because I think it's going to be unique to everyone. Can I also ask that people share their unreturned refunds? (laughs) (laughs) Because I reckon we've all got them and I think it's like an epidemic. Um, Our hashtag is Dear Hopeful Creative on Twitter, on Instagram, anywhere online. And yeah, it'd be really interesting to carry this conversation on. And Jen and I are always clicking on those hashtags and checking out what people have got to say. Yeah, we cannot wait to hear what you guys think. Thank you so much for listening. You can join us at lettersfromahopefulcreative.com and on social media. So on Instagram, I'm at me and Orla. And you'll find me at Jen Carrington underscore. We are going to be sharing new episodes every Monday. So if you've liked what you've heard so far, hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show. Yeah, and we can't wait to connect with you soon.